Now where were you when I was down and out and had to hustle? Huh? Only a few of you done stuck around and seen my struggle. Uh -huh. I seen a lot of y'all split at the sight of trouble. Yeah. That's why I love the ones who helped me get it back in double. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, two dope dads would like to present to you the Tag Team Champions of the World. It's... Yeah, man, qualified, a.k.a. the Dirty Daddy, a.k.a. Dr. Foot Lover, a.k.a. the Black American Dream, a.k.a. Mr. Black Future, a.k.a. Mr. A.k.a. And right next to me, we have... It's Def. You know what it is. Mm -hmm. It's the Marvelous. Okay. The Mighty. Okay. Supernatural. Oh, my God. Mongolian Marcellus Wallace. Yes, sir. Do I look like a bitch? No, you don't. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying a little different delivery, yeah, man. I'm trying to mess. Nah, that was fire. I liked it. I, yeah, I, I meant to add some shit in the last time. Yeah. And then I froze up and just did the marvelous one. So yeah, nah. I'm gonna mess with it. I think it's time to retire, Mister Longstyle. I mean, shit. You know, the bitches already know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the magic players. And the magic players. Because <laughs> he plays his deck long style. Yeah. That and was his dick for the ladies. Wow. So. Yeah. There we go. There's no hiding it now. <laughs> I was trying to be subtle. Nah, sometimes you got to let him know. Just drop it on the table. Full stroke. All right, let's change the subject. <laughs> 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 so we were gonna talk about um some sports yeah man it's, it's like uh, one of your favorite subjects it is one of my favorite subjects currently we are in the month of july when you see this episode we will still be in the yeah. month of july so <laughs> uh so july uh for me uh i'm not a big baseball fan um currently at one point i was kind of interested in baseball a little bit uh the fuck wrong with you i don't know i just can't like i can't get into watching it on tv and like we don't have a team here like we don't have a pro team or even a minor league team so i don't have that experience of like going to the ballpark i mean i could do it for uh but like um I don't know, man. They're, the season used to start in, what, like, February or something like that? Like, yeah. when I was younger, I would be in school. So, like, by the time, like, summer is actually here, the season is pretty much over. Like, it ends in, like, May because it's college. <laughs> unless, <laughs> like, unless they're going to the College World Series and then, like, if they're doing that, that's not in Hawaii, so. Yes, yeah, true. Um, I, I was... <clears throat> I don't even fuck with baseball. <laughs> I'm just giving you shit. Um, nah, football though. Oh, yes. So July is a uh, big month. This is when... Uh, training camp. Yeah, you know, training camp is getting started and mm -hmm. everything like that. But I don't play football, so I'm not going to training camp. I'm a football fan. Yeah. So you know what training camp means? It means it's time to get ready for my fantasy football what? draft. Hell yeah. Yes, sir. Um, I love it, man. Every year I look forward to this. Oh, yeah. This is a very exciting time of year. Uh, you start 
check in uh now it it's even a bigger deal to check like nfl live all your uh nfl shows wherever it is that you get your news from uh whoever it is you listen to um and start trying to plot out your lineup to make sure that you can get uh your league's championship hell yeah uh or whatever it is that you play if you guys are on the outside of hawaii maybe you're you know just switching out draft kings lineups every week or something like that trying to win some money but um i i feel like the uh the best experience is playing in a league and playing in a league with the same motherfuckers who are your homies every year so that way you can build up years of trash talk mm-hmm. and and shit talk and and just all of ran, that. the random <laughs> shit that happens sometimes because yeah. fantasy anything can happen and like you can have like one game where the guy that you played like the last three years or four or five you've been playing for how long uh, at this point, is it's like ten or twelve years. Man. Yeah, like you could have a rivalry with somebody, and maybe even some people that you just never beaten before. Yeah, and like the years of them, that confidence they got because they've beaten you all those years, they start talking shit, <clears throat> and then one year some bullshit happens to their team. Bam, it's your moment. Yeah, and then you get to throw it on their face, yeah, or so- you be like me and just beat everybody, and you just it's the time of year for you to prove. That you better than everybody else. Yeah, so they uh, they talk shit to me in my league. I haven't won the championship yet. Oh, you gotta fix that. League. I definitely do. I'm I've gotten to I've gotten to the championship game twice. The first time I got to the championship league uh, or the championship game was the very first year that we started our league. Uh, oh shit! So I made it to the championship. Now that at this point, like we were all. Uh, fantasy newbies like we knew about football but like we were new to fantasy um so uh at some point during the year this is how far back it was uh i picked up tony romo uh from uh the (laughs) from the cowboys and uh started making and made him my starting qb because the cowboys went on like uh a hot streak yeah um like kind of like the second half of that season Mm mm-hmm um, and then it was the very first year that DeMarco Murray was the running back for the Cowboys, and he ended up leading the league in rushing Shit. that year. Um, but he wasn't starting at the beginning of the year. And so he kind of just came out of nowhere, and he was just on the waiver wire. So Dope. I got Tony Romo and DeMarco Murray, and they turned my season around and carried me Fuck yeah. All the way to the championship game. Um, I think this might have been the same year that Odell Beckham mm-hmm. was a rookie. Mm-hmm. Damn. So that's so, before my time. Yeah. I wasn't playing. I wasn't into like sports and shit at that time. So, um, but yeah, that's that's why. Yeah. And it's funny to look back on that when because when we first started our league. Motherfuckers were drafting like quarterbacks in the first round. Like not yeah. all, not everybody, but there was like at least a no, couple so people that year. I think I drafted. Uh, I think my first draft pick was Philip Rivers because of the Chargers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, and so like I think back on it, and I like, man, I could have been fucking shit up if I knew what I was doing, and 
you know, like for me, I nerd out on shit. Like if I get into it, watch out because I'm going to study the fuck ton of just everything that's available to me. Sorry. And so that second year when I realized I had no idea what I was doing, that second year I came back. Yeah. I didn't, I di- I didn't win, but <laughs> I made it to the playoffs. I think I was like third or second or something. So I made my money back. Um, won the third year after that, though. So that first year, uh, I apologize. The New York Giants receiver that was going crazy. It wasn't Odell Beckham's rookie year. This was Victor Cruz. Now, if you guys are watching and you know about football and you remember salsa dancing, Victor Cruz <laughs> in the end zone, you know how far back this was. This Damn. is like uh, this is like a good. You know what? I think this is like a good twelve years ago. I think this is twenty ten. Yeah. About like so. Um, it's wild. Yeah. So I made it to the championship game. Tony Romo. Tony Romo gets hurt mm. on the second play of the game. That's our championship game. And he's out for the rest of the game. Fuck. But I had already made him my starter. So my quarterback gives me zero points. Damn. Uh, DeMarco Murray didn't do well. Yeah. Rest of my lineup balled out because that's what they would do. I had like Calvin Johnson, fucking Megatron, one of the greatest receivers of all time. Like, oh, as as my receiver. Uh, like, I'm, uh, man, like, god damn it. This is too far back. I don't know who, <laughs> who you're talking about. Um, <laughs> let, let's, let's fast forward a little bit. But yeah. Yeah. So that, that was the, that was the first year. And I was like, I made it to the championship and yeah, it fucked me up. I got tons. Of course, I've been playing fantasy for years. So I got mm. tons of stories. Uh, yeah. Do y'all do, um, like embarrassing shit like once the the last place person yeah like so, what do they call it the sacco on the league yeah so uh we used to uh now we don't because not everybody is here in hawaii anymore mm-hmm. um but we used to link up at the homie bronson what up bronson uh we used to link up at the homie bronson's crib and that's where we would have our draft. Uh, so uh, we instituted this uh, tradition uh, at one point that the last place person, there was like this, uh, whatever beverage that you were drinking, there was like this straw type contraption that uh, was uh, phallic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so Most straws are. Nah, but this was, like, actually uh, made to look like a dick. Oh! So, we called... So, uh, whoever had uh, finished in last place the year before uh, would have to drink out of the uh, out of the dick cup at, nice. the, at the draft. Damn. Yeah. So, uh, there was one year. Um, yeah. My... Uh, this was the year I was uh, still with my son's mom. Uh and uh, we were married, and uh, she was expecting my son. Oh, shit. Uh, so I went to the draft. I had finished last the year before, so I'm drinking out of the dick cup. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, and your wife saved you by going to I'm, labor. Yeah, I'm drinking out of the dick cup and uh, and drafting my team. And right when I got to the sixth round, 
Oh, uh, you're doing this at the draft. I'm at yeah. We're oh, at fuck. The draft. And we had like a draft board, so when oh, you make your pick, you would go up there and uh, we oh. had stickers. Shit, this uh, was with, fancy. Yeah, we had stickers with all with uh with all the players. This is when you guys positions. were all in Hawaii. Though. Yeah, yeah. All the players in in different positions. So we had a whole draft board, uh, and every person like wherever you were drafting, you would pick your slot, put your team name up there, and then you would go and place your sticker for your draft pick. Mm. It was actually really fun. Um, I can imagine. I wish I, I was into sports back then. Yeah, it was really fun. Um, it makes the draft just a lot more fun. And then like- It's engaging. And you know, you're sitting there and you're already, you have- With who, your sippy cup. <laughs> well, I mean, you're sitting there <laughs> trying to figure out who you're gonna pick. Uh -huh. And then somebody goes up to the board and then they put somebody up there. And you're like, ah! Fuck, I was gonna pick him. Yeah, like yeah. just that whole thing. And then like when you place a pick and then everybody's like, ah damn, you're like, all right, cool. Yeah, I got, I got that one. I got that again. one. Yeah. So um so yeah, just that shit. But um yeah, it was the sixth round, and I get a call and she's like, Hey, the baby's on the way. I was like, Hey oh guys, God. I gotta leave the draft. My son's coming. Give me Teddy Bridgewater. Please put that on the board for me. Will you guys finish my draft? Just give me the highest rated guy. I got to go. My kid's on the way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. How did uh, you do that year? Uh, terrible. Uh, well, I, they did just give me, like, the highest rated guy. Yeah. Or, like, and, like, some sleepers and stuff. But, like, that that's not a good way to draft. Um, I mean, it's, it's okay. I mean... It's not it's not a terrible way to draft. Well, it depends on who you're drafting with. Yeah. So if they're like snatching up all the good guys and then like Oh, because they know you're just gonna take the highest rated yeah. guy, yeah. So that was my fault. And then whoever's whoever's like... right before you knows they gotta take whoever's the top guy if they want them. Yeah. Because it's not gonna it's not gonna skip over you. Right. Yeah. But yeah, but we were doing it like just That's manually dope. everybody dope. there. So like So now did you guys use uh the electronic, the internet one? Like not was it all paper on paper for you guys back then? Uh so it would be uh so we would do the draft like live, uh everybody there in, yeah. on paper. And then uh our commissioner, usually Bronson, shout out Bronson, Hell like yeah. then he would input everybody's roster on the app. The app. I got it. Like, Makes sense. Yeah. That's what's up. But yeah, nah, that was fun. I'm I miss I, having a live draft. Yeah. Uh I'm just gonna shoot our shot right here. Um we're gonna aim for sometime in August. Hell yeah. Um maybe or maybe just like you know what, let's do our draft the the week before the season starts yes all right so we'll do it the week before the season starts so this is in september but we're gonna be doing like a two dope dads fantasy league so if you guys want to uh jump in and and fuck with it uh dm us hit us up reach out uh let's see if we can get it going and then i want to see if we can do like an actual draft party maybe uh pull up at like a buffalo wild wings pull up somewhere yeah. uh have some food set up a draft board like i was talking about let's have some fun let's let's see what's going on man uh you know maybe we can make some new friends you know or if you're already our friends jump in this league 
Fuck yeah. Yeah, let's, let's do it. As long as you're all ready to lose to me. <laughs> he means me. No. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I get us mixed up all the time. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, man. Now, I, I wish we did that because so my draft, um, we struggled. So we, we had we only have 10 guys. We've always only yeah. did a 10-man draft. And oh, go ahead. It's been hard just keeping like the we'll tenth talk about man. 10 man versus 12 man in a sec. Yeah. So, but just keeping the 10th man around has been a challenge for us because we had one guy that was kind of like wanted to be in, but then wouldn't show up to shit, wouldn't respond, claims he couldn't get into the, the app, like wouldn't set his roster, like just all kinds of shit. You know what I mean? Just like sucks the fun out of it. Um, and then some of our guys aren't even in Hawaii. Like when we started, we had a couple guys that moved to the mainland that year. So it was like pretty much every year we do the draft. We'll we'll try to get together. But a lot of times we end up either Skyping or just like, ah, fuck it. We're just going to do the shit on our own. Um, and that was one of the elements of it that I miss that I feel like like I wish we, we had. That we could like get everybody together, have a big draft party, have a big end of the season party. Like... Yeah. You know what I mean? And I keep trying to push it because I, I really enjoy it. And I do enjoy the camaraderie. And I'm not, like, a big shit talker. But, like, if it's f homies and people that I'm used to. Yeah. Like, it's year fun. after year after year, you get those rivalries. So, yeah, it's it's good. It's all in good fun. Um, yeah, I, I miss it. It's one of the things I miss from playing sports. And also, now you have buddies to just, like, talk sports with. Once you get into sports and you... Kind of, but when you're playing against each other, I kind of, like, don't... I'm not trying to give away too much shit. I guess once we set the draft, it's not a big deal. Oh, yeah, no. We don't ever... We don't talk to each other about who we're drafting. Well, I mean, I, I'm i going to ask some questions about your thoughts on something, so we're going to discuss that. Oh, yeah. No, but I'm saying, like, yeah, all right, well, my guys, like, any time, like, say there's, like, a trade or something that happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now it's, like, it's, like, oh, shit. Like, I, because I already got Bleacher Report, all this shit, all this sports shit on my mm -hmm. phone. And for years, like, I, you know, shit, we was out here rapping, like, man, I didn't know that rappers like as many rappers that got sports bars and shit like that I thought all rappers like sports yeah these motherfuckers out here do not be liking sports no like that like wow yeah so like you know I'm out here in the rap scene and it was just like me and like two other niggas that want to talk about the game mm. you know what I mean or like the niggas that's not from here yeah and shit so like it would I, I it's hard cause like I enjoy competition so like i get into that and um the physicality of football like i can get behind that uh but what got me into it so like gambling and yeah it was just another way for me to like um be a part of a competition where like the shit that i know matters now all the niggas who I would start kicking it with that would actually want to talk to me about sports. Also, would 
be able to tell me the line on every game. Oh shit! And the, real, the real shit. Yes. If, like, if so, we weren't in Hawaii, I'd be doing that shit. Yeah. So these <laughs> niggas, oh well. <laughs> hey, you know what, man? Apparently, there's ways to do it. And oh, that's I know all there's I'm ways. Going, I'm saying I yeah. ain't. <laughs> I mean, I, I, mean I know you know, but ways. I was just going to try to pretend that we don't know. Oh, yeah. But you just, like, blew that cover. So, yeah, nigga. <laughs> I don't partake, so I'm good. I'm Gucci. Yeah. Stay away. Nah. No fed zone. Never mind. I'm not even going to tell that story on camera. <laughs> but. Uh... <laughs> no, nah, but um, I did want to get into some of this discussion. We're not yeah. going to go through the whole draft because we're not a fantasy draft channel or yeah, a fantasy we football give, channel. We're not giving you guys advice. We're just, you know, talking about it. But there's a couple key things I like to at bring up when people start talking about fantasy, especially if I don't play with them because it's kind of pause. pause. <laughs> <laughs> so if you got the first pick, first round, who is you taking? Uh, let's see. In years past, uh, I would have considered somebody like a Christian McCaffrey um, with a first pick. Um, Might even given like a Saquon Barkley, I thought. At first pick, it's been a couple years, man. So no, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, a couple, a couple <laughs> been, years back, it's been a couple years. Um, I took Saquon last year actually, but as like not what pick, not early. No, he he, I, I, like the third. I, he was falling to like the third or fourth. I yeah, think, I think last I got. Him, I I think I might have got him in like the fourth or fifth round. Oh shit! Yeah, like so. I took, yeah, I took him at like you know I took him. That's about what. Like even Michael Thomas, I think he was going in like that fifth yeah. or sixth round, even so. So that makes sense. I Those just stars of <clears throat> yesteryear. Yeah, and I already had like uh, I already had a couple running backs. I had a, um, and then I had a, I had Austin Eckler already as a keeper. Fuck yeah, uh, that's so, a good fucking keeper. Yeah, so I already had Austin Eckler as a keeper on my roster, so he was already locked in. So, I was, so I I was basically taking a flyer on Saquon. Like, hey, if he yeah, stays yeah, yeah. healthy and goes off this year, then nigga, I got Saquon, Austin Eckler, and a steal um, too. I had a Kareem Hunt. No, yeah, right. That's who. That's who's on the Browns, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I don't know uh, why. He, he, he always surprises me at, like, how much work he gets. I think he didn't do as much last year as some previous years. No, I wasn't. Well, but, that's because he got hurt. Yeah. No, but he was balling out. Yeah. He was actually. He always. I don't know why I'm surprised every year. It's the same way, I guess, with, like, motherfuckers always. They, they, they're not so much now, but they used to downplay Derrick Henry. Right? Remember? Derrick Henry was yeah. always, like. Should we take him? Where should we take him? He's in the first round. And, like, if you watch and read, like, the articles, they're always like, oh, well, he's not in the passing game. So I would be hesitant. And, like, we know he hasn't been injured yet, but he's going to catch an injury soon. Yeah. And, like, they've been saying that for years. He did catch an injury yet last year, but he's still up there, man. Like, you know what, man? <clears throat> All right. So if we're talking about – because I've been talking about people – who who I might have taken who, in, the past. in the past. Yeah, yeah. So this year, if I'm going into the draft, I have the number one pick. 
I play in a PPR league, so I'm, I'm always thinking. Uh, I'm always thinking PPR. How to take advantage of that? The receptions. I might be considering somebody like Cooper Cup. Maybe even Devontae Adams. Yeah. At number one. And you brought him up. I might even give a little bit of thought to Derrick Henry. Oh. Wow. Because that's a that's a little bit of a jump. But yeah. It's a it is, but like I might I might think about it. Yeah. Wait, so you and don't depending want to... on where I'm at in the first round, I'm definitely like depending Wait. on how far down I go in the first round, I'm definitely thinking. Let, let's Henry. set the conditions. You said keeper league, so you got Eckler, right? Okay, yeah. So in the league that I currently play in, I gotta double check, but Derrick Henry has been a keeper. Oh, okay. That, so he yeah. was already uh held. Yeah, he was already off the board. And Cup wasn't a keeper? Um, I think Cup was a keeper. Okay. I'm not sure. So it changes the face of your your draft. Like yeah. when I ask that question, it's a little bit different. Like who you would consider if it was like a new draft and you didn't have the keeper. Yeah. So in in the in the league that I play in, we have keepers and the way that that works is you uh you can set your player as a keeper. Excuse me. And then you can have them for the next two years mm. on your team. Mm -hmm. So that makes our drafts, that makes rookies, like, extra valuable. Yeah. But uh, players are only keeper eligible after the sixth round. Huh. So you got to wait till... You gotta wait till you're in the sixth round, and then players from sixth round and on are once you draft them, then they're eligible to be a, be a keeper. Because like, Weird. if you know, then that way, like, we're always there's gonna be nobody shuffling to, the top guys. Yeah, and like you know what I mean? Because and so that's why rookies are so valuable. Are so valuable. Uh, I remember Todd Gurley mm -hmm. when he came into the league. I drafted him. Yeah. His rookie year. Nice. He had a run. I got him in the sixth round. So I had him for the first three years of his career when he was killing shit. Did you trade him? No. Oh. Because he was a keeper. Oh, so yeah. if I trade him to somebody else, then now they can keep him. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> I just meant like within the three years. Or like. Uh, no, I think in the. I think by the third year. Yeah. When there's no more eligibility yeah. on him, then uh, and like I wasn't doing so hot that year, then I think maybe I did trade him at some point during the year. Yeah, but I didn't. The way he was killing shit, I thought he was about to be the next great running back of all time. Like you yeah. know what I mean? I thought he was gonna be one of them motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah. because he sure. was so amazing in college. Yeah, like yeah. I watched Todd oh, Gurley yeah. coming up. I remember Damn. reading about and seeing Todd Gurley in high school. Yeah. So, like, I was like, oh, this motherfucker is that motherfucker. Hell yeah. And then when he still lived up to it in college, I was like, oh, no, nah, this is a cold motherfucker. Mm -hmm. And then came to the pros and was killing shit. I was like, and I got him on my fantasy team as a keeper. Let's go. Oh, yeah. So, um, I really like the, I like the keeper, uh, the keeper thing because it forces you, um, 
like it forces you to really have to draft. Like I gotta study. Like yeah, you gotta pay. So like most people pay attention for the first like five rounds. Yeah, maybe until you get your tight end or quarterback right in the later rounds, and then the last like three, four, five picks, people are kind of like yeah, yeah. Sometimes you know what I mean. Like I've seen it where people are just kind of like I don't even know. Especially when we're new, we don't know some of the players, and we're like. Yeah. Especially if we're looking at rookies, like if there's even a rookie with high expectations going in the tenth round, it's like I don't know who that that guy is. Yeah, you know what I mean, but if you these are guys eligible for keepers, now you're looking for the rookies. Now you're looking for the people that exactly. with high, with possible upside, right? That don't have a defined role that's capping them. Yeah, so I feel like it makes it forces you to be engaged, uh, to be engaged and to be. It it makes you become like a better fantasy player makes you become like more skilled like i haven't won the championship in this league with the keepers yet but most other leagues anytime i go into another league i'm killing those drafts yeah like i built it i have juggernaut i'm able to build like juggernaut teams are you playing with brian 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 oh no oh no Unless he is, and I just don't. I thought he was in, he's playing some league in uh, Portland. Oh, so I thought it was the same one. Like with the homies? Yeah. Oh, well then maybe. That was my assumption, but maybe it's a different one. But he plays with us here. He's okay. he's in our draft here. and I'm just going to double check. Maybe he is, because there's a couple of numbers that are in the group chat that I don't have saved, and I'll just be like, yeah, nigga. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Tomorrow you'll be like, Brian, that's you. <laughs> no, um, but it was funny because you say that, and he moved to Portland. Yeah. And that same year, he joined a draft up there, played our draft. You know the whole thing about drafting quarterbacks in the first round? Yeah. He was one of the main motherfuckers that did that. And year after year, and even like a couple years in, I was like, yo, who you picking for you if you got the first pick? It's like Patrick Mahomes. And I was like, oh, okay. Shoot. <laughs> and <laughs> go ahead. So we were here drafting and we did the the uh scramble or whatever, the randomizer to see who would go first. And it was Brian. And I tell everybody, yo, we Gucci. He gonna pick Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Little did I know, he's been playing with some other motherfuckers, and I guess somebody tipped him off, because he he picked McCaffrey, uh. which I mean he got injured anyway, but yeah. at least he knew what he was doing, you know what right. I mean? Like it was it like raised his his level of awareness as far as like players and who to draft and you know when to draft them kind of yeah. thing. So it's interesting. So. We're about to get it in on this fucking two dope dads fucking um, fantasy league. Let's have let's fun. Go. Let's have fun, man. Hell we'll, yeah. Uh, you know, y'all start. We'll we'll set up a you post. You think you got what it takes? Come fuck with it. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll set up a post on the Instagram. Y'all interested, reach out. Uh, we might even have some prizes. We'll, we should do some giveaways. Well, yeah, we'll do something, man. We'll, we'll set it up and uh, we'll have a better presentation of it <laughs> we're kind of just on the fly yeah we're but making it up as we go along right now but once we finish making it up oh boy <laughs> yeah uh, uh. <laughs> so 
uh, you were kind of like tossing around a few names, right? You didn't say definitively who you would be taking, but Cup, Cup. Um, you said you'd con- you'd probably be considering Derrick Henry. Cons- I'd think about Derrick Henry. Uh, I'm gonna give some thought to Devonte Adams. I don't like the Raiders. If you know me, you know it's fucked the Raiders over here forever. If y'all are from the Bay Area and y'all are still Raiders fans. I'm sorry, I can still fuck with you, but fuck the Raiders and fuck the Warriors. Y'all know so, it's good over here. I like the Raiders. I like Carr. Fuck them niggas. Fuck Derek Carr. I, <laughs> all right, but I don't think he, as much as I'm excited, I'm actually excited, genuinely excited to see their team, you know. I don't know anything I, about them winning, but the reason why I would consider him as a top pick I think Derek Carr is going to be throwing that motherfucker the ball a lot. Yeah. And I think they the defenders got to decide between him and Waller. Yeah. And then Renfro is going to be the sneaky play. Yeah. So it, they got a lot of weapons. I don't know if Carr is the quarterback that, like, you would put your faith in. But got a lot of weapons. They've had some, They've been playing well. You know what I mean? They have a decent defense. Like, I think... They can do some shit. They can make some waves. I'm surprised because I feel like there's just other receivers I would consider. And running backs I would consider before them. Before Adams, anyway. I like Adams. And I think there's a value to be had there if he doesn't go in the first round. Also, I guess another thing that I'm kind of banking on. Because I really, and uh, I'll talk about this a little bit later once we talk about basketball. But um, I... One thing that I really believe in is former teammates mm. on another level linking up in the pros, like especially when they have a ch- like when they can do it like through free agency or like some kind of by getting moved over mm-hmm. there, and mm-hmm. it's like, oh yeah, now we can link up and play together. Like, yeah, we about the ball out because we even better than we was when we used to play together. Yeah. Derek Carr used to throw a lot of touchdowns to Devontae Adams when they played together at Fresno State. You might be right. You might be Okay, so I'm looking at from an analytical point of view, and the analytical side of it only looks at the numbers. numbers. Yeah. Right? You're talking about that X factor, that connection between quarterback and receiver. All right. I can get get behind that. I I see where you're coming from with that. So, yeah, I always try to, like, because... I'll look at numbers for so long, I'll go cross-eyed. So I always try to, like, think of, like, other outside factors, chemistry, yeah. Yeah. that kind of stuff to I just think boost it up. So for me, I feel like in the first round, because I've been that guy that took McCaffrey. I've gotten him as the first overall pick. I also was and that guy. And he I've got been injured. screwed by that. You know what I mean? Actually, no. I won that year. I figured it out. Yeah. Made some trades. Played a fucking waiver wire. You got to play the waiver Yo, wire. My, waiver wires and trades are the biggest thing yeah. every year. My league, nobody likes to trade with me now because they all think I'm playing. Uh, like I'm screwing, trying, trying to, to screw, screw them over. over. Yeah. And I think I off, I give fair like offers, I think. And the only time I I come back with a crazy offer is if they came to me with a crazy offer. So I try to balance it out. Um, 
but I I th- I my I've come to the conclusion that in the first round I really want somebody dependable that I can rely on that has a low risk. And then I have the whole rest of the draft to invest to, risk to reach or to exactly yeah. you know what i mean because if i put a lot of risk on the first one and then i try to pick safe players later it's kind of hard like that doesn't always i mean it's not always going to play out the other way either but i feel like you're taking a bigger risk you know in i guess the first pick i guess with um, Cause I had to scramble. Like I don't know how the fuck I won that year with Christian McCaffrey in the first pick. Like I guess my uh, my thinking is kind of shaped by playing the last you know however many years with keepers. Oh, because you get your security if you kept a good player. Yeah, because normally like uh, gotcha. that's you know my. You get two keepers. So I have two guys that I really believe in. And at like usually, uh, I would, my keepers, I would have a quarterback and a running back. Or, well, the past couple of years, I had a, uh, I've had uh, Josh Allen and um, Austin Eckler as my keepers. So Josh Allen, uh, has been like one of the highest scoring quarterbacks in fantasy yeah. the past couple of years. And Austin Eckler has also been very consistent. Um, I think I'm on the last year of eligibility of both of them as keepers. So I'm going to have to figure it out next year. Yeah. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, that's, that's the idea. Like, I got you. I have, so that's why the guys you're looking at, uh, you have a little more risk. Uh, I can kind of swing for the fences with mm, my first pick mm-hmm. because ideally that would be adding like another star to my two stars. Already. Yeah, for sure. All right. I got it. Well, so in my draft, I don't have the keeper. So right. for me, I want Taylor. Like Jonathan oh, Taylor yeah. is is the dude now. Oh shit, that's another guy. I don't know. See, and to me, the first like I think he might be a keeper in my league. <laughs> to me, the first yeah, because he came in as uh, a rookie who like wasn't out the gate. Yeah, like the star. So he's probably a keeper, and someone's got him yeah. for another year probably. Um, so Jonathan Taylor, Austin Eckler. Uh, I'm avoiding McCaffrey. I think McCaffrey and ECR is like the third guy second or third somewhere around there i'm swerving him completely i might take him at the very end of the first or early second if he drops there okay because to me that's value but i can't i can't go another season with 10 games Mm -hmm. if that you know what i mean like that's rough i Mm -hmm. and uh there's just so many other players like especially Especially since they added a game now yeah for 17 motherfucker yeah um, the other thing like about taking a wide receiver early, my brother did really good last year and he did the, the zero RB mm. strategy for the draft. And he, like, you might say he lucked out. He played the waiver wire real hard. He tried to get a lot of trades. He, you know, um, but he had cup think he had cup. He had no, he might have had Jamar Chase. Mm. He had a bunch. He had stacked wide receivers. Right. All I know, you know, what I mean, like he might have had Justice Justin Jefferson, 
uh, Jamar Chase and like somebody else that was putting up points. And it was just ridiculous. Like just the three alone. He just needed decent running backs to give him like 10 points a game. Yeah. And he was head and shoulders above everybody every week. You know what I mean? But he struggled with that to get to find those players for a little while. Um, the thing is with the running backs and like this year, I, I, so many teams have so many weapons. I don't know if I can put my faith in certain running backs. Yeah. Now, the the player that gets brought up is Cooper Cup. Here's my thing with drafting a wide receiver in the first pick of the first round. If you look historically, who was the number one wide receiver year after year for the last five years? I think it's about how long I've been playing. It's changed every year. Mm-hmm. You can't just pick the guy who balled out last year and be like, well, we going to fuck shit up. No, that's not how it worked. Yeah. Like there's a constant change in that, that person, that position year to year. So like, to me, that's the worst thing to do is target whoever was the last year's wide receiver one. That being said, Cooper cup is in a great position to replicate yeah. what he did last year. So, See, go ahead. No, no, that was about it. Oh, I just yeah. was saying, like, I'm probably avoiding that path. Like, I'd go down it if I'm late in the first and there's just no... Like, if I miss out on Mixon, like, say I'm ninth or 10th and no one's taking Cup and I miss out on Mixon. Because Mixon, I like Mixon. I've drafted Mixon a bunch in the past. Yeah. And when he's on, he's on. And last year, he was on as fuck. Mm-hmm. So, like, if with Burrow figuring out the passing game... Mixon's got the ground, the the running game covered, and I think the team still believes him in him enough. Like they're not cutting him back, his usage back. You know what I mean? As long as he stays healthy, he's gonna be that dude. And like I think he's gonna be a value getting him at the end of the first round. If I miss him, I'd definitely be looking for the top wide receiver. And I'd put McCaffrey after the top wide receiver. <laughs> um, I think for uh, like one of, one of the guys like Cooper Cup, like I think about system and just the way that that guy is used wherever yeah. he plays, right? Yeah. And there's even if he's not the top wide receiver, just the his role in the offense is you need a catch. You go to cup. Yeah. So he's always going to have that opportunity. Like he's going to, he's somebody who like I'm in a PPR league. He's somebody who's going to get a lot of targets in a season. And I want somebody who's going to get a lot of targets. Yeah. I want I want guys as at my wide receivers. I want guys who are going to get a lot of targets. So they have lots of chances per game to get me points. Um, and that, that's been a strategy that I've stuck to for years. Like I remember there was one year, um, I think, I I think this year is another year that I made it to the, um, championship. And I believe my receivers were Julio Jones when he was balling out, uh, with Atlanta. I believe my quarterback that year was, uh, Matt Ryan. I think this is the year that they went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Uh, so I had Julio Jones, Matt Ryan, uh, DeAndre Hopkins was like. So I had Julio Jones and DeAndre Hopkins as one and two. Yeah. 
and like every game Julio and DeAndre are like got putting up stat lines like nine catches, 89 yards, two touchdowns, 12 catches, yeah. 112 yards. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? So like and in the PPR league like I'm balling. I believe there was one uh there was one game where Julio Jones went crazy and had like four touchdowns or something like that. And he scored like 40 points. Um, Matt Ryan scored 50. Mm -hmm. uh, DeAndre Hopkins had like 20 points. Back when Hopkins was... This is when he was on the te Texas. Yeah, dude. So like... <laughs> I had yeah. him, I had him the year the last year he was on the Texans and then the next year when he wasn't and I was very disappointed. <laughs> nah, he balled out like that. He balled out like the first year in Arizona it was almost similar numbers and then he started falling off because they just uh they had too many people to spread the ball around yeah. to. And I can't Kyler Murray be taking off running all the fucking time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God damn it, Kyler Murray. Just throw the ball to Hopkins. <laughs> uh, yeah. Because I, I mean, drafted him for like another two years. Not like a dumbass. The only, the only thing good in Arizona is like if you need a quarterback, it's Murray. And if you need a, a running back, it's Connor. Yeah. Chase Edmonds is gone. Yeah. So Connor going to be that dude. And he pulled through last year. Nah, one year... Uh, uh, Chase Edmonds did a lot for me. No, last year I had, Chase Edmonds was good though. I last had drafted uh, Kenyon Drake. Oh, and yeah. Um, I had drafted Kenyon Drake and he was not doing it. Yeah, and so my Ed homie had Chase Edmonds. He was like, "Yo, I'll." So we worked out a trade, and he was like, "I'll trade you Edmonds, uh, like the handcuff." So I got Edmonds, and then I think that same year I got Miles Gaskin. From somebody else in a trade and then all of a sudden he was good that year it was that one year where we where we didn't know about him and then he came in and he was like balling out yeah. and then the next year we were like oh people were like yeah draft miles gaskin and then it was like why'd you do that yeah so yeah uh i was gonna say because you brought up gaskin um chase edmonds is in miami now yeah so i'm excited for that like, oh, okay. So I had a qu another question. I'm gonna answer it myself right now because we're getting into this topic. Yes, I was asked who the most, who you're most excited about seeing uh, this year, and I'm gonna answer my own question is Tua. Mm. And I think it makes sense. I'm in Hawaii, like Hawaii connection. We always gonna support, and then to see someone at quarterback, and then for me. What, like being into fantasy while he's having his like debut and then his first year and then like trying to figure things out. I'm super excited. Like the team did everything that they can possibly do. The the, the management brought over Tyreek Hill. Yeah. They got um, Chase Edmonds because Gaskin's not cutting it right now. They got um, his college homie. For him to throw to Waddle, so there's that Waddle, that Waddle ex teammate X factor. That's true, and Waddle, shit. Waddle helped my pulled my team a lot of weight for my team last year. Yeah, you know, um, I don't think there's been. And they used to kill shit at Alabama, so yeah. So I'm excited to see Tua, and I'm because 
look if you look at the the stats and like well not the stats if you look at the ratings this is how i'm reading it right just as somebody who i know i don't know that much about sports in general or football specifically when i look at the ratings and how people are drafting people how the experts are putting these motherfuckers tyreek's still going in like the second round yeah waddle's still going in like the fourth or fifth around there i think fifth is low you see him in the fifth you gotta take him um what teams produce two wide receivers drafted within the first five rounds that were producers that were factors in your team and there's teams that do that, quarterbacks that do that, but what which ones are there? You think of anybody? Uh two wide receivers. Only guys that are jumping to mine just off top right now. Um maybe Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, and and that's I mean that's Brady, but Brady's also producing like three wide receivers and a tight end that are fantasy I mean, even, relevant. Uh, even before Brady <clears throat> like really started oh, yeah. popping with, over there with Evans and uh, uh, Godwin, yeah, yeah true, Evans true. and Godwin. Is um, it Winston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's one big one. Uh, they would go in like the fourth and fifth, right? Yeah, like they're kind of that like bottom half of that. So. Uh, another one is like Cowboys. Yeah. Right? They always got. They had. Um, some shit. Uh, what's it called? Amari Cooper and CD Lamb. Yeah. You know? And little boomer bus, but like one would usually go a little higher than, than the other. And then, yeah, I mean, they both ended up being somewhat re- relevant. Um, I think. If you even, I mean, if even if you consider the Chiefs, like Tyreek and um, uh, Kelsey, Kelsey, Kel- I mean, Kelsey is the number one tight end. Yeah, and he's just it's because he gets he gets that many receptions. You know, uh, what I mean, well, he gets that much work. If we're uh, considering uh, like tight end and receiver duo from one team, uh, maybe throw. Well, I don't know how high he's going, but. Maybe uh, the 49ers. This might be a little bit of a reach. Debo Sam, uh, Samuel mm. and George Kittle. Yeah, this is a lot of a reach. <laughs> I mean, well, because, I mean, Kittle is, I'm just thinking of, like, guys from the same team who, who can affect your team. Well, yeah, but also specifically for receptions. And the problem is actually not Kittle. The problem is, is Samuel. He's not going to get enough. He's yeah. He's getting work running, which yeah. is how he's getting so much usage. Like, cause he's, they're using him as a running back and a wide receiver. Yeah. So that's kind of where that gets muddied up, um, which might change. <clears throat> we'll see how that happens. How that plays out this year. What my point is, is when you look at those teams that produce, like my biggest one was I was going to draw a conclusion from like the Cowboys with like Dak. Yeah. But two is going undrafted. Right? So it's like your expectations for his receivers are so high, but the quarterback is way down. So you're, you're expecting him to have th- so many errors or not have the defense, 
or not defense, but the offensive linemen to protect him. But they've made advances in the offensive linemen. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I th- I just think he's got all the tools. He's going to go undrafted, largely undrafted, unless you're like in a big league. Um or someone is just a tool fan and they're going to take a chance on him, which might happen here in Hawaii. Yeah, definitely. Um, Somebody's doing it. But he could be a Dak. I mean, he might be Russell Wilson this year. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's... I mean, like, if we're just going off of pure tools and shit like that, like, when he was at Alabama, like, motherfucker looked amazing yeah. before that injury. Yeah. Like... He looked like he had an NFL arm. Like, he was nice. Like, I was like, all right, man. Like, Marcus yeah. couldn't do it. So, we'll see. Like, and I think a lot you know of people... I mean? a lot he of might people, be that dude from here. I think a lot of people are betting on Hill coming in, being the stud. I have a feeling Waddle's going to continue to be the dude there. Like, I feel like... Like, you talk about the X Factor. I think Hill's going to be there to draw attention. And he'll still score. Yeah. I think he's there so so the defense is like on their toes this year. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the one thing that they're really lacking is the running back game, the running game. And I think that's where Chase Edmonds comes in. And I don't think he's a star running back, but that's not going to be their game plan. No. It's going to be very pass heavy. They're going to have to to figure find the open man and like figure it out. Yeah. So I'm just excited to see it because I, I, I've been following the evolution of that team since Tua came in. So it's interesting think, to me. And another thing, too, like his the way the offense was running before, like they had him doing a lot of like dink and dunk stuff. Yeah. Like when he was at Alabama, his strength was airing it out. Like, yeah. In fact, Alabama changed the way that they normally play. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban was like, all right, this boy got an arm and we have some of the fastest receivers in the country who they have let's do that he went to the raiders and he not no more oh what was his name yeah man why can't i think of rugs his name? rugs man make better decisions man anyway <laughs> yeah yeah they changed the whole thing yeah they was like let's start airing this airing this shit out alabama never had shit like that we didn't give a fuck about alabama quarterbacks you didn't see aj mccarron doing that shit yeah Motherfucking didn't see Brody Croyle doing that shit. Yeah. You don't even know them niggas. Nah. You know why? Because they didn't do shit in the NFL. <laughs> nah. <laughs> sure, they're nice guys, though. I think AJ McCarron became an announcer. Yeah. Uh, so, anyway, <laughs> what was, who, who, if you had to pick somebody you're most excited to see play this year or a team other than your team, because I know you're going to say your team. <laughs> it's Damn. my team, bro. <laughs> That's my answer because, like, I... but I th- there's it's not just because it's my team. Mm-hmm. Like, Justin Herbert is another year better. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and like he was already like way ahead of schedule than mm-hmm. what I was thinking his rookie year. Like he wasn't supposed to play his yeah. rookie year. And ended up getting Being solid. Get and ended up getting, getting in, there, in there. Yeah, getting thrown in there because our starting quarterback got injured right before the game. <laughs> yeah, like you think. 
or I mean, that was the that's report. the story, yeah. right? You got injured right before the game. He didn't know he was playing. He comes in and he comes in against the fucking Kansas City Chiefs fresh off fresh off a of Super Bowl. Hell yeah! And takes them down to the wire. Hell yeah! So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, you know, so we're uh, it's funny because Herbie's not gonna be. He they came out of like this crazy draft class, right? Mm-hmm. With Burrow and Tua, and I feel like they've been getting a lot of attention. And Herbie, Her, like he's just been quietly, fucking, yeah, making shit happen. So it's wild. And I I feel like this year we're gonna is also it reminds me of Pokemon. Yeah, like Charizard, Bulbasaur, and Squirtle. Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why uh, I make that comparison. Right? Yeah. Right. I mean, the colors. Yeah. So, so yeah. I'm saying. No, I feel it. <laughs> I had never made that connection until right now. That's cool. I'm a nerd. Oh, man. <laughs> and Blastoise was always my favorite. Right? All I right. mean, I would have put Tua as that, but I guess he could be green. However you want to look at it. Yeah, man. The the dolphins, their uniforms are greenish, tealish. Oh my god. Right? Yeah, so but they're dolphins. Be... They're in the water. Yeah, like a squirtle. Be Bulbasaur. <laughs> I let's just move past it. You're ruining my analogy. Because like what's what is the charger gonna be? Pikachu? Oh. That would be way better, actually. Was there another quarterback? Who's Bulbasaur? No, it was those were the main guys. So I'm thinking of like colors of uniforms. Blue, Chargers, Blastoise. <laughs> I Orangish, reddish, yeah. Charizard. Yeah. The tealish. This, Bulbas- this uh, Bulbasaur. Burrow. Yeah. And then Bulbasaur. I, I guess. I don't know how I w- that's not what I was thinking, but it's cool. I, I, I got you. I mean, yeah, colors. Right? That works too. <laughs> yeah. How the hell were you calling them <laughs> the three guys then? I thought Tool would be Squirtle. Why? Because it's the dolphins. They're both sea creatures. So who was Charizard? Burrow? Because? The red? <laughs> it's orange because tigers. Yeah, but it's close. Like, that's the closest to right, either so one. So we were the same on Burrow. <laughs> yeah. And then... Fucking, why the fuck was Herbie Bulbasaur? Because well, now he's Pikachu. Well, why was he Bulbasaur? Because by default. Oh, <laughs> see, mine is better. Two out of three ain't bad. <laughs> yeah, but mine was three out of three. No, yours is <laughs> two out of four. You just making shit up. <laughs> nah, man. Look at the color. Uh, Miami Dolphins right, jersey. So if he if if Herbie is Pikachu, now it's three out of four. That's better. We just gotta figure out who Bulbasaur is. Find Bulbasaur, guys. Missing Pokemon. Also, oh, I was gonna say Nurse Joy. <laughs> Damn, this ain't close enough to Green. Nah, I know. That's not close enough to Green to be Bulbasaur. Mm-mm. That's more Squirtle color. That's more Squirtle color than the Chargers? Yeah. You're just going to keep saying 
That's that's more Squirtle than, than no, this. No, that's more Pikachu than Squirtle. Nigga, you uh, fucking lie. <laughs> what? You heard me. <laughs> Wait, hold that up. Pause. <laughs> what? It's damn near the same blue. Nah, go, go back to the, the teal. Well, that's definitely not closer to the fucking this. You're right. I concede. <laughs> um, shit. Damn, you fucked up my whole theory. Or I just helped you improve it. I mean, I guess. I'm probably not going to bring it up again. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, alright. So, I'm excited for uh, the Dolphins and Tua. You excited for the Chargers? I'm excited for the Chargers. Not only... Uh, for like uh, Herbert taking the next step Mike Williams just got a bag he just got his money so his first big extension so uh, hopefully he can be healthy this whole year and take that next step yeah, as maybe. like our number two receiver yeah, yeah. Uh, Keenan Allen is still there doing Keenan Allen things um, but I'm mostly excited to see our motherfucking defense. We got Joey Bosa on one side, Khalil Mack on the other side. JC Jackson is there now. Like, bro, we are lit. Derwin James is going to be back and healthy for this year. Uh, I'm picking the Chargers defense as, like, a sneaky defense to draft in fantasy because, like, there is opportunity for a lot of points. You get points for sacks. And, yeah. like, nigga, you got two of the best uh, fucking pass rushers in the whole NFL playing on opposite sides of each other right now. Yeah. Like, and when the Chargers were in their heyday, uh, back in the day, like, when LaDainian Tomlinson was playing, Phillip Rivers was early in his career. Mm -hmm. Um there were years, I th there was like a good five years where we were pretty much predicted to go to be in the Super Bowl every year. Yeah. Um, and one of the things that we had was a fucking amazing pass rush. We had Sean Merriman coming from one side. We had Sean Phillips coming for the, uh, from the other side, both the Sean's and both they the Sean's. They was fucking your quarterback up. Damn. There was, there was nothing that you could do about it. Your quarterback was going to get beat the fuck up. And, like, I used to love watching those. Every Sunday, I watched every Chargers game. And most of the time, we was the national game because we were so good at that time. The Sean Merriman lights out dance. Motherfucker, if you was there and you was a Chargers fan, you know what the fuck was going on. You know what I'm talking about. So I'm so excited this year to see, like, that pass rush. Uh, we have – we got one of the best corners uh, and we had had Casey, uh, Casey Hayward uh, for a lot of years. Thank you for your service, uh, even if you went to them fuck boys. Um, but um, yeah, man. Dope. Like I'm genuinely like I haven't been this excited yeah. to watch the Chargers. It's good to know, man. You put time. me up on some shit because I ain't following the defenses. I don't. Yeah. I mean, a little bit, but not. I'm so excited to watch this defense because Crazy. that was like we always like we always have weapons on offense. Yeah, we can yeah. always score points. Like I'm not scared of going up against anybody as far as scoring points. I feel like we can score 30. We can put up 30 on anybody in the league. And I feel like if you can 
if you have an offense that can consistently get to 30, then you can win a lot of games. Hmm. Um, but that defense, like, we've always had, like, players on defense, but we've been missing pieces. Mm-hmm. And, like, the goal – and not only did we get Khalil Mack, but we got uh, – you know, we got pieces. We finally uh, got some good defensive tackles. Like, our defensive front seven is going to be, like – is going to be pretty nasty. Like we're going to be able to fuck some shit up. Yeah. And um I'm I'm excited, man. I feel like we have a a defense now and with mixed with what we got on offense, like shit. we can we can be in the mix to be like a real contender. So I'm really excited to watch the Chargers this year. Dope. Yeah. I was I was going to throw in um what's it called? The the Raiders. I think but, we're better than them. <laughs> but your your whole pitch there just maybe like yeah, I'm less excited now. I want to see the Chargers. Yeah, man. I'm, no, I'm I m- my thing with the Raiders was, um, I just feel like they ha- they don't get a lot of love. Like motherfuckers don't really fuck with the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> so nah. it's cool to see like them get some some offensive some more offensive weapons yeah. and not have to rely on Waller and like. Renfro not having to like kill himself to get the ball, <laughs> like now they can spread out a little bit. It's so it'd gonna be cool be, to see if they do some shit. It's gonna be fun seeing Khalil Mack go against the Raiders twice, oh, in, twice in one Damn. year. That's gonna be real fun. I can't. You wait. really don't like Carr. <laughs> do not. <laughs> that's a, and that's what I'm saying is a lot of people don't like Carr. It's, it's nothing against him. It's just that he he plays for the team he plays for. Like if he somehow ended up. No, I'm saying like, like the, the experts give him a lot fine. of. I'm saying a lot of like experts, like the shit I watch, they always hating on Carr. Yeah, no, nah, because he's always overthrowing somebody. Yeah. Well. <laughs> well, now that somebody's gonna be at him. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> That's why I'm only thinking about him at the <laughs> first. Bit. I mean, unless I'm Adams, Adams just gotta be faster than his overthrow. Yeah. <laughs> you right. gotta get there. <laughs> right, or maybe he knows Adams spots. Maybe that, he's this whole time he's been throwing at Adam. Right, he's been, he's been. Adam would have been there. Devontae would have caught that. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> he's like, finally, finally, they can see I haven't been overthrowing. <laughs> I've been perfect this whole time. <laughs> shit. Uh, shit. Yeah, man, it's gonna be fun. Um. So we've talked like about an yeah hour about football. I wanted to get into some, some basketball stuff. I'm sorry. I don't think I don't think our listeners uh, can stand any more. Can stand any more sports talk? But we I will say one thing about basketball before we wrap this up. Yeah. All right. So this year the draft, uh, the Houston Rockets. That's my team. Uh, despite me wearing this uh, Allen Iverson uh, Sixers jersey right now, throwback. Um, I just really like Allen Iverson. We'll talk about this another time. Um, the draft. The Houston Rockets had the third pick. So projected uh going into the draft, uh it was like a it was a three guy draft, three guys at the top that they were like, All right, either one of these guys can go number one and then just below them you had this other guy, Jaden Ivey. Uh Jaden Ivey's an incredible player. I think he's gonna be really good. Detroit lucked out on this draft. One day we'll talk uh more about closer to basketball season we'll talk about what i think about detroit and how amazing they did this draft um so 
the Orlando Magic had the number one pick. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were projecting that they were going to take Jabari Smith Jr. Yeah. Number one. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder had the second pick and they were like, all right, people were saying, all right, if Jabari Smith Jr. is off the board, next you're going with Chet Holmgren. Yeah, some people Holmgren. were thinking, some people were thinking that Chet Holmgren might go first uh, because last year the Orlando Magic drafted Jalen Suggs and Chet Holmgren and Jalen Suggs played together in uh, high school. Uh, X Factor. Right. So, and people just have this vision of Chet Holmgren, like he's like a real unicorn, um, which is kind of like a basketball term for just like somebody who's just like, just a really rare skill set. Like normally people don't, people aren't able to do both of these things that you can do. Um, Or all the things that you can do. Yeah. Uh, So Chet Holmgren, he's a legit unicorn. That's true. It's it's true. I'm telling you guys. And he he went second overall. Uh, so he went second overall. Or well, that this is the projection. He did go second overall. This is the projection. He's gonna go second overall. Third, Paolo Bancaro was projected to come to the Rockets. Uh, he was a really good uh, player in college. Um, just an offensive engine. Yeah. Uh, like he's like a guy who can be like your number one option every night. Uh, it's easy to envision him with his skill set and what he can do being a guy who can average who can average 20 points for his career um 20 points a game for his career it it's easy to see him because uh, he's 610 um you know it's easy to see him turning into like a if not a 20 and 10 guy, 18 and 10 guy. Yeah. Every night for Fuck yeah. Shit. So, um but he's got hand he he's got handles uh for a big guy. Um he can you know, he can dribble the ball. Anyway, it was easy to see why any of these guys would go in the first 3. In the first 3 or why any of them could be the number 1 pick. Mhm. Orlando Started doing some shit that really made it look like they were going to take Jabari Smith Jr. number one. Uh huh. They even released, like, when he went and did his workout for yeah. the Magic, like, they released a whole picture of him there. They did, like, a, a mini press conference, basically, after his workout and interviewed him and shit and, like, released pictures and shit and, like, tweeted it from their official Twitter. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, okay, it's pretty much locked in. And a lot of times you know, like, before the draft that it's pretty much locked in. But then the week before the draft, all of a sudden Vegas, the odds in Vegas start switching the Bancaro going number one. Now, at this point, I was, like, super ecstatic because I was like, well, before the odds started switching because I was like, yeah. yo, we're about to get Paolo Bancaro. This guy is pr- – I'm the more I'm looking at him, I was like, yo, he's the number one guy in this draft. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We're about to get him at three. Yeah. And then, uh, so Orlando puts out all this stuff that makes it look like they're taking Jabari Smith Jr. The uh-huh. week of the draft, uh, the Vegas odds start shifting to Bancaro. Yeah. Right before the draft, reports start coming out that Orlando's taking Paolo number one. Some whole shit. 
And then the draft happens, and Paolo looks surprised. Jabari Smith looks pissed and surprised. Like, y'all played me. Yeah. It looked like, I mean, with all the stuff that they put out there, I'm 100% sure somebody from that organization told Jabari Smith Jr. he's the number one pick. So he's sitting there on TV, cameras in, in his face, expecting to Feeling hear like his Joe name Burrow. Car, called, and they call somebody, and they call Paolo. Mm. Paolo was already basically saying stuff yeah. out there, not, you know, 100% yeah. saying it, but basically kind of alluding to, like, yeah, I think I'll fit in good in Houston. Mm. I'm already friends with Jalen Green, who was the guy we drafted last year, our star. Oh, yeah. you, that's you've heard me talk about yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's, he was already friends with Jalen Green, uh, another young guy that we have on our team, our starting point guard, Kevin Porter Jr. Mm. Him and Paolo are from the same area, uh, yeah. like the whole the Seattle area, so they know each other from high school as well. They X Factor used to play against each other and. He said Kevin Porter Jr. was like the dude he looked up to in high school. He was a senior when Paolo was a freshman, and they were like them dudes. He was like, it yeah. really felt like they would all fit in on that team. Yeah. So, like, and yeah. he was like putting it out there that he was excited about it. And now he not. And like, you saw him, he was already throwing up the H in pictures. It's all the Houston guys throw up the H every picture. So, that he was throwing up the H in pictures even before getting drafted. So he, and even in interviews since, he was like, everything I was hearing, everything I was seeing was saying I was going to Houston. So I was already like just getting set to go to Houston. Like he had given interviews talking about how he would fit with our young core. Yeah. And now um, we're going to Orlando. And it's just really weird that Orlando would pull that smoke screen at the number one pick. They didn't have to they unless, yeah, unless Someone they were. changed their mind. Or unless they were trying to bait someone else to draft up for number one. Like, oh, you guys want Jabari Smith Jr. so bad? Give us more draft capital and a player that we want. And then who you wanted, can draft Who him. wanted him, though? I mean, what the Rockets said out loud is that he was always number one on our board. I don't fully believe that. I believe that we wanted Bancaro, but since we were at three, it didn't make sense for us to... So you, you think that y'all were playing a game, a mental game, and I... they were trying to see what they could squeeze out of it, but y'all played the game, so... I think what we were doing was we were always going to stand pat. We're the third pick, and there's... We're the third. We have the third pick, and everybody is saying that this is a that the guys to get out of this draft are the top three guys. Mm -hmm. So whoever we get is yeah. gonna be one of the dudes that everybody wants. Yeah, is like yeah. the top one sense. of the top prospects. Like, so we're good with whoever falls to us at this point. Yeah. So, Wait, so who'd you get? We got Jabari Smith Jr. Oh. Wait, so who was before? So Paolo got drafted at First, number yeah. one. Number two, Oklahoma City 
did what everybody thought they was gonna do. So they didn't change. And they took check. They took who they said they were who they were thinking of taking. They didn't change their shit because they changed their shit. Yeah. So basically Interesting. Oklahoma City was kinda almost in the same position as us. Everybody thought that they would take Chet because everybody thought that Orlando was taking Jabari Smith Jr. But Chet is a unicorn. So if if he didn't go number one, whoever at number two is snatching him up because you're not going to let him get past you. Mm, I see. But if for some reason, but people were also speculating that because Paolo, his his offense like he seems like out of the three of them he's the most ready to come into an nba game this october Mm. and go out and score 20 points and be like a complete player jabari smith jr he's a great shooter but he's got to work on his handles there's a couple of things that he's got to work on offensively to become like the you know highest version of what we see Mm -hmm. that he can be but i think he's going to be really good off the bat um just playing with our guys yeah uh like with the guards that we have our guards are a whole lot better than the guards that he played with in college so it's already just he's a really good shooter he's gonna have but one of the things that he did in college is he took a high volume of contested shots like he took a lot of really tough shots yeah but he made them so I'm thinking that he'll do even better with our guards because now he's going to be getting easier shots and you're a good shooter. Yeah. So, you know, it should be butter. Hell yeah. Like, if you was killing shit, making them hard-ass shots, then, like, nigga, watch once you get easy, wide-open corner jumpers. Like, that should be money. And he's really awesome defensively. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I was watching something... uh, and they were talking about his hip abduction. So, like, basically so how... I'm going to stop you there. Because you're going to have to explain to me what a hip abduction is. Yeah, so, and I don't think we have time for that. Well, no, real quick. They were, basically, it's like his lateral movement. Like, okay. he, can, uh, he can move laterally really quickly for somebody his size. Like, mm-hmm. he's about 6'11". Yeah. Um... So normally big guys like that, they aren't as coordinated to move that fast. Uh, So that's something that they're really excited about because that means his defensive switchability, like he should be able to guard multiple positions so he can guard, he'll be able to switch off and guard the little guys, the guards, and still keep up with them because he's got length and he can move quick. Yeah. And so it's just going to be like, with him and another guy that we drafted, Tari Eason, who's another, like, lengthy athlete, mm-hmm. like, it's gonna be fucking crazy, like, defensively. Yeah. Last year, defense was a weakness for us. Yeah. And now, all of a sudden, we've gotten two young guys with a whole lot of potential, and they're already pretty good defensively, better than guys that we had last year, and more willing to put in work defensively. Then, uh, especially one guy who we traded to Dallas. So, if you, if you know, you know. Christian Wood. Wood what? Uh, that's his name. Oh. 
All right, but uh, but yeah, we talked about sports enough. I could, you, as you can see, I could talk forever about uh, basketball, but I won't yeah. unless you hit me up. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure once the camera goes off, this will continue. Oh yeah, I'm definitely gonna say more about the Rockets. <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right, guys, thanks for watching. Um, if you if you're trying to uh, get it in with some fantasy football. Holla at us. And uh, one more thing uh, before we go. Uh, I just want to say uh, rest in peace um, to the homie PJ. Uh, better, uh, probably uh, better known out here uh, in the streets and around as Sly Dope. Um, gone too soon. Uh, he was just somebody who always showed love. He was a great person. Um, show love to the hip hop scene. Show love Always. to just everybody, anybody. Like I've never seen like him not uh, be cordial. I've never like anytime I saw him anywhere, like he was always smiling. Um, you know, I, I've seen him help people out, take money out of his own pocket to help homeless people buy him food. Like he was just like a genuine dude, like a, a, a real dude, one of just one of those good people. So um man, RIP, uh RIP to Sly. Uh condolences uh, to his family. Uh uh love for them. Uh he's gotta go fund me up uh right now. We'll put, put the, the link, link here. Yep. Uh and uh the intro and outro is gonna be dedicated to him. This is some tracks from him. Um, just our way of uh, honoring Sly. He was uh he was actually supposed to do the flamingo tattoo. Yeah, like he was actually supposed to be on the show. We were just talking yeah. about it last week. So yeah, he was supposed to come on, but um, yeah, man. Uh, rest in peace. Thank you um for watching. Uh, man, we gonna miss you, bro. Um and. Y'all tune in next week. Here's a outro. True and help me out and always help me down. So they're more like brothers now. But if you hear the brothers oh, you would understand the love. Just know that I ride for you, sun down to sun up. Let's go. Yeah. Just know that I ride for you, sun down to sun up. Let's go. Yeah.